Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. He's one of Ireland's most influential journalists. He has one of the country's most popular Twitter pages. And he's an absolute boss on the piano. He's one of the hosts of The Group Chat, a brand new podcast that'll break down the news of the week. Good morning, Gavin Riley. Good morning, Dermot. How are you? Lovely to I, have I, you I in the studio. I never thought I'd be able to credibly say that I was doing a warm-up act for Jim Carrey, but there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got that on your yeah. CV. Yeah. Uh, come here. Um, who got bundled into the toilet? <laughs> Do you want to put a bit of context on the question there, or we just go? I let you do that. You're the so journalist. I presume you're talking about the incident in Washington a couple of weeks ago, where the Taoiseach uh, was literally just announced from a stage in a hall front of 700 people that the Taoiseach had tested positive for COVID the night before he was going to go in to talk to Joe Biden. Because you and, were over there with a gang I, of journalists. And I was over there with a gang of journalists, and we were all expecting to be going to the White House the following day to mm. cover the the once again renewed annual uh, Oval Office meeting between the Taoiseach and the President. Finally, the back States. after three years. Yeah, after three years. Yeah. Well, it, it's now next year. It's, it's going to have been uh, three years because it did happen in 2020 when Leo Varadkar okay. went over. You're right, of course. But yeah. We all, Made that we all forgot about it because he'd, he'd shut the schools that morning so yeah. no one was paying attention anymore. Um, and, now, and now it's become the annual video call. Um, but... Uh, Michal Martin was was had been sitting in the front row at, at this dinner and he'd been sitting beside uh, Nancy Pelosi and maskless and he'd been getting all these lovely greetings from the stage and he was about to be presented with this International Diplomacy Award and suddenly when it comes then to announcing, uh, bringing the Taoiseach up on stage and saying, so here to accept the award is on Taoiseach Michal Martin. Um, Nancy Pelosi, who's doing the intro, just goes... So this is the bit where I would um, bring up the Taoiseach, but um, he's been pulled aside because uh, he's always on call, you know, because he's one of the leaders of, of the world. Immediately we're going, really? Okay. So Irish journalist then, your ears prick up and go, hang on, yeah, why is like, Michal why, Martin... Why, why is he not there? Because we know he was in this hole, yeah. like sitting beside Nancy Pelosi only 15 or 20 minutes ago. Mm. So like, what's, what's going on? And, and is he genuinely, has he been pulled out of the room because there's some major, urgent, pressing state business yeah. that he needs to be briefed on? And this is like half eight in Washington in the evening. So it's literally after midnight at home. So what is so sensitive that he yeah. needs to be pulled out and told that? Um, so we're told anyway, so the, the speech that was going to be given by the Taoiseach will be given by the Irish ambassador, Dan Mulholland. Dan, you're very welcome. And Dan comes up and, and everyone claps and says, uh, you, you might be wondering why I'm here. And we're like, yes, too, too right. <laughs> yeah. And Dan says, well, you know, the Taoiseach, uh, just before he came out this evening, as everyone who was going to the White House tomorrow, in- including the media, um, all had to be given COVID tests administered by the US State Department okay. to make sure that we didn't bring COVID into the White House because, look, let's be blunt, the president is 79 yep. and, and it wouldn't be a great thing for him to have. And um, the Taoiseach tested negative for COVID. And we go, all right. Still doesn't okay, explain this, why he's not this, there. This, this is only adding further confusion or further layers here to this little storytelling onion. Um, but someone else in the Taoiseach's group, so one of the other um, like senior officials or, or delegates as a part of the Irish travelling team, had tested positive, and the Taoiseach was a close contact of theirs. Right. So out of an abundance of caution, the Taoiseach had, he had passed his antigen test, but they went and gave him a PCR just to make sure that he was totally okay. And the Taoiseach has failed that test. That test has come back negative. And oh, sorry, you mean positive? Yeah, yes, the test has come back positive, which is obviously a negative outcome. Yes, a negative him. outcome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you, uh, <laughs> obviously, of course, and, of course. Uh, I like there was just this cascade of like slow burning gasps across the hall because there's 700 people at this gala dinner, thousand dollars a plate, where they're all there to to bankroll some Irish American philanthropy stuff. Yeah, and this this sudden sort of wave of like. <gasps> 
Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was like the, the Fargo Boyle moment <laughs> in, in Father's head. Where there's just this this sort of this this torrent of gasps of people are going. <laughs> if somebody if somebody from the Irish delegate had, had shouted "F and hell" at the top yeah. of their voice, I would have been very very <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah, like it would have been a real cultural moment. Uh, but then, so you have this kind of slow dawning thing, and actually, there was this this amazing suddenly this sort of palpable sympathy for the guy because, mm. you know, the Taoiseach is like, obviously it's a very uh, highly empowered job, it's a very well-paid job, but it's not a job that has otherwise all that many perks. So the idea of being, you know, getting to go to the Oval Office at least once a year and sit down with the President of the US, which many world leaders just don't ever get to yeah. do, it is maybe the one kind of visible perk of us. And Micheál Martin had been denied it last year because of the travel restrictions that were in place and then was denied it this year because... Could they not just let him get his award and then tell him he's COVID? Okay. Like, just for the sake of an extra 30 <laughs> which, seconds. Which, which all, all of them brings us back to the first question, which is, uh, you know, was he in a toilet? And in the first episode of the Group Chat podcast, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, um, I reported that the Taoiseach had been brought aside and, and bundled into the gents' toilets at the National Building Museum in Washington, D.C. to be told he had COVID. And I've had a couple of people from the Taoiseach circle sort of try to dismiss that or try and push back against that ah. in the last couple of days going like you know this is the this is the leader of the country we weren't just going to like bundle him into the jacks and, <laughs> and, and tell him that he's got their own and that you know we had a we had a secure room set aside and he'd already had a quick quick head to head meeting with with Joe Biden beforehand so we brought him into that room and that was our secure location that's where we'd hold him and two people have told me that and look fair enough if they, they want to tell me that and, and that's what they're telling me then fine um, but I did know the two people who uh, went up to go to the toilet as soon as Dan Hall had finished his speech standing in for the Taoiseach that they could not get into the jacks because the Taoiseach was there oh my and, god and, and the Taoiseach needed to leave the toilets before they were able to go in so, <laughs> so the, the mystery of whether Micheál Martin was actually in the toilet will have to linger on well, and be some other <laughs> spin-off true crime this podcast this is why you became a journalist isn't it I mean it's that's, for these gritty the, 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 moments the, the, the true the, the fate of the nation rests on whether Micheál Martin yeah. was actually well, in the jacks when he was told you mentioned the group chat podcast there that is why you're here today you're here to tell yeah. us about your new podcast so to, to people who haven't heard about it yet or don't know about it yet it's mm. one episode old so it's only a Baba. Second one this morning. Second one this morning, yeah. right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, two the, episodes the old now. Second yeah. album. Uh, so tell everybody exactly what it is and who's with you doing it. So it is myself and my colleagues in Virgin Media News, uh, Richard Chambers and Zara King, who have actually all known each other since we all worked here. We all worked in this building, yeah. in the newsroom here, uh, in Today FM and in the sister stations. Uh, I think we all started working here in 2013. And actually, I'd known Richard for a couple of years before that because we had written together for uh, one of the college papers in UCD, the University Observer. So we, we'd sort of gone way back. Um, oh, it's and like that movie. What was the one uh, with? Um, what was the about the two the two journalists? Like the, all the president's men. Yeah, is it the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but on the a way chat will will we'll break the true Watergate, which is whether the teacher was in the jacks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the real scandal. Um, so the, the group chat, like obviously as the title suggests, it is just a chat of of the three of us as a group because the three of us have, have we were in a little sidebar WhatsApp group chat of our own for a lot of the pandemic, and it was actually our way of of sharing gossip and being able to check stuff. Oh, I've heard that you know crowds at weddings might be this number. Okay, has heard that, and it was your way to back it up. Um, um, so it's literally just an insight into our group chat, but also particularly over the last couple of years where people weren't able to meet up in person, 
group chats have sort of increasingly become basically the way that the world is run. I'm sure you guys, if you know, mm. members of the production team, yeah. were all working from home, that basically group chats or Slack channels or something or other is basically how the show got put together. It's how our news bulletins got put together. And it's how friendships are maintained. And when you're not able to see somebody, yeah. you know, irrespective of work stuff, yeah. you've got groups where you go, oh my God, that's the only time I communicate with this bunch of people like, is through that. Even like parties in government or NEFIT or like senior yeah. management teams in the HSE, they all have their group chats. So the idea was that <laughs> If you have some insight into their group chat, you sort of have the inside track on, on how things are actually being run or how things are going. So it's so sort of in, a in yours moment. then, in the podcast, is it I mean, is is the group chat between you, Zara and Richard, all about politics and all about journalism? Or is there stuff in there about, hey, I tried a really nice burrito place yesterday? <laughs> like I want to know, is there <laughs> and, more and, to and, it than and, this? How, and how deluxe were those toilets in Washington? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is fairly fairly <laughs> but not not all that swanky. Um no, there, there's a little bit of everything that it, it is a little bit of high and low because it is going to be a debrief on the stories of the week and especially since we started making it, you know, there's there's a war in Europe, yeah. there's a humanitarian crisis, uh, a country which was already chronically short of houses now has to find Find some way to accommodate potentially a hundred thousand or up to two hundred thousand people. So that's obviously serious news. Uh, and this week, Richard was out on location because he's in London on the trail of some of these oligarchs who are billionaires who have connections to Vladimir Putin who are now having all of their stuff seized or frozen mm. uh, in a way to try and put pressure on the Kremlin to stop the war. So we're covering the hard stuff. Like This week we also talk about, you know, is this what living with COVID looks like where loads of people are missing from work, where hospitals are down like 4% of their workforce? Um, is this just what it's going to be like? And we're also talking about the latte levy and how putting 20p or 20 cents on, on a cardboard cup is basically going to mean my kids don't go to college because they're going to be <laughs> just completely eaten out of house and home with this, this extra cost of living. Yeah, I so know it's a little bit of everything. I know you'll, be re- you'll obviously be biased uh, for obvious reasons uh, on this question, but where do you stand on too much news? Like, I know we have to be informed, mm. but do you think, just in, in general in the world, are, are we, we're awash with news cycles and... And and it is like 99% negative news. Mm. And we all know the detrimental effect that can have on our mental health. Where do you stand with too much news? And, and that line between being yeah. informed, which we all have to be, because mm. we're grown-ups and we like to know what's going on and we yeah. have to make decisions. Where do you stand between that and just depressing people. Yeah, well, you could definitely run the risk of overexposure because there was this, the whole culture of people who like were literally antsy before about half past five every day for most of 2020 because they were looking to see that day's COVID case numbers mm. and the overexposure was almost too much. And you, and you do need to find some detachment. In a way, I think the podcast is actually trying to address that because if there are people who genuinely want all the news that they can consume then we're trying to provide them with a little extra of 40 or 45 minutes every Thursday morning, which is a debrief about the stories of the week, but also what we're up to and maybe what's going to be making the news perhaps next week. Next week, right. But also, if you do find the news a bit too much, and some people came back to me after the first episode, and I don't think we had planned for this, but if it kind of fulfills that need, then great that people were saying that actually they find the news to be a bit of a slog because you've just come out of two years of a pandemic and now there's a war and humanitarian crisis Mm. and concerns about the cost of filling your car and the cost of living and where we're all going to live and what happens if your rent goes too high and you get evicted and then you simply don't know where you're going. That the news can be very tough going on people. So a lot of people just choose to check out that they find it too much, but that they actually liked the podcast because it was their way of conversationally being able to dip their toe back into that and to listen to a chat 
about the news, which made them come away and feel like they were a little bit more up to speed, but without having to to sit down for the news at 5.30 or the 6.1 and, and yeah. feel like they were sort of being bombarded with all of the bad events of the world at once. Mm. Yeah, that could work. Is there a piano in the room where you <laughs> record the the podcast? Alas, no, there, there isn't a piano. Because, because we, maybe we, people don't know this. We history with pianos, don't we? Yeah, we do. So Gavin Riley is here and he is the, as Dermot said in his intro, he is the, the most influential Irish journalist uh, according to the Murray Index and all that. But what people may not know is that Gavin Riley is some kind of a piano genius. Because not only can he play the piano, that's fine, lots of people can play the piano, but you can shout TV theme tunes at Gavin Riley, and he can play them like without any planning whatsoever, just by ear. You have perfect pitch, isn't that I what, do, they, what yes. it's called? So you can just, before you know what's happening in your brain, your fingers are just playing. It's it the, the best way to explain it, I think, and this this is going to sound like I'm I'm completely like blind to how kind of weird this is, but you know that, that if, if you sit down in front of a computer keyboard and the the letters are all arranged in a very peculiar fashion, mm. Q W E or T Y, and and it's not your instinct to be able to find where every letter is, but over time you're sitting down and you don't have to look at the keyboard and you can type D-E-R-M-O-T or D-A-V-E or M-A-R-A. Or if you've ever seen the keyboard that is A-B-C-D-E-F-G, your, your brain actually explodes because you can't <laughs> possibly <laughs> cope with yeah, it. Yeah. That basically after doing 13 or 14 years of lessons that you sort of treat a piano keyboard the same way that you treat a computer keyboard. Okay. That you sit down and you sort of go, well, I want this note to come out now, so... I'm going to press that key. I'm going to press well, that one. Let's and have a listen. This, that's this, the knack. This, is most, this must be at least five years ago, maybe six years ago. Myself and Dermot set Gavin Riley a challenge here in Today FM. And we said we were going to literally do this. Shout TV theme tunes at him that he would have to play. And this is what happened. The Simpsons. Six years later, you don't often get like such belated rounds of applause with them, but it's great. Like I'm d- delighted that you are still fulfilled by all of that. Six yes, years uh, it was a Facebook Live, and the video's still up there. If you want to go and it's have a look, there. Yeah, yeah, it is still there. Go yeah. check out Gavin Riley, Dermot, and Dave today FM on Facebook, and you'll find it. Gavin Riley, best of luck with the podcast. It's called lads. the Group Chat, uh, as he's, Gavin said, a new episode every Thursday, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And you can go. also find you hosting your regular Sunday show on Newstalk, on the record. Yes, very much. Uh, Sunday mornings from eleven to one uh, on another station here on the the Go Loud network of stations. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.